ओम नमो भगवते वसुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वसुदेवाय ओम माय बाउ टू द लॉर्ड वसुदेवा जय टू यू फ्रेंड्स अर्जुन एट दिस पॉइंट in in sloka or para uh, stanza 54 says o keshava krishna what are the signs of one who has attained calm wisdom and is established in union with god how does he speak sit walk this is an important question because there are some people who i remember there was a story yogananda told about a a man who came to him in new york and uh, said to him that he went into cosmic consciousness very easily and master could see that he wasn't in cosmic consciousness but he also saw that he wouldn't be able to tell him that he was uh, not having what he thought he was having because he had a very the man had a very good and strong imagination which in fact is not an not a defect it's a good thing to have but he didn't have the understanding So master said come out to my room and go into samadhi for me so the man did he said he was in cosmic consciousness easily all the time so master said all right go into cosmic consciousness for me and the man sat there and master said he was his eyes were blinking and his flickering and he was moving and finally the man couldn't stand it any longer he said why don't you ask me where i am and master said well all right then where are you on top of the dome of the taj mahal he said as if hallowing from a great distance and master said there must be something the matter with your own dome i see you sitting right here in front of me and the man said all right all right test me again so master said well if you can go to the taj mahal in india from new york why don't you go downstairs in this hotel and sit, tell me what you see in the restaurant there well the man really believed that he did have this power and so he described the restaurant as he saw it in his imagination and uh, then master told him as it was he said that the chair is here there's a piano there a few things a few somebody has just come in and sat near the piano whatever they said anyway then they went downstairs and they could see with their own eyes that what master had said was true but what this man had said was not true and so master said you see a strong imagination it's very good to be able to visualize the qualities the state of consciousness you want to develop very good to visualize uh, the inner light and so on but you must go beyond the imagination you must bypass the subconscious and go into superconsciousness and this you can achieve only by meditation well the man had having been shown he was sincere and having been shown that he was wrong he uh took initiation from my guru and went on to learn deep and practice deeper meditation but the point is that our subconscious can lead us astray in countless different ways it's very important to know when you meet people i had people try to tell me that they knew what was right for me when i was a young man and i just didn't feel that they had what i wanted it wasn't enough for me that they knew things I wanted to know but did they themselves know what they were talking about and for that reason I left college I felt that those professors didn't know anything 
They were intelligent, learned idiots. And uh, I finally, when I, I was reading, I was in a philosophy class, and the teacher was saying, well, what do you think, Mr. Walters? And I'd tell him what I thought. And Mr. Brown, what do you think? And I just felt that truth has to be truth. It can't just be a matter of opinions. That this person says this, and that one says that. And a sound judge will sort of sit and sit in the middle and not commit himself to anything. I wanted people who had understood. I wanted something I could commit myself to. But you know, when I read Autobiography of a Yogi, I immediately knew this man knows what he's talking about. And I knew it so completely that I gave up everything. I left home. I took the next bus four days and four nights across America. And the first words I said to him were, I want to be your disciple. That was 61 years, years ago. And I've never regretted that decision. But when I saw him, he fitted all the things that Krishna said in uh, a person, as we'll see in the next talk. How do you sit? How do you walk? How do you? It's not as if you, if you were to sit that way, then you would know. But you, a person shows who he is and what his consciousness is just from the way he moves. People who are restless, they're always fidgeting. Their eyelids are blinking. When you're inwardly calm, your eyes are calm. They don't need to flicker all over the place. When you're inwardly calm, there's an emanation. It's more than what Krishna is, what Arjuna is asking. It's not just a question of how you comport yourself outwardly. There's an emanation from you that you feel. I know that in my guru's presence, he might be talking about some work that was needed on the driveway, like, filling up some potholes or something. After all, he had an organization to run. He had things to look to that were practical. But since I wasn't, I'm remembering one occasion especially where I wasn't involved in that particular job. He was talking to some others. So I just sat there, and as I absorbed his vibrations, I felt this overwhelming bliss and peace come over me like a blanket. And I found that that was what really persuaded me, not just the way he acted, although that was very impressive. When I would look into his eyes, it was as if I was looking to infinity. I didn't see any ego there. I didn't see any likes and dislikes. I saw regret sometimes if he had to scold me. But I never saw anger. I never saw displeasure. I saw that absolute space of non-reaction. He just accepted everyone as he, as, he, as he was. Interestingly, he also reflected back to people what they were. In a picture where he's posed with Portes Gil, who was the president of Mexico at that time, a very stout man, and Master somehow looked stout and just like Portes Gil. And you'd think, well, maybe Master was stout and uh, looked like that. But the thing is that then I saw a picture of him posed with Amelita Galicurci, who was a operatic star in, from Italy, very fragile, very dainty, and small and thin. And somehow he managed to look like her. And I realized that in a sense he was just a, a mirror to everybody that he met because there was no sense of ego reacting. He just was reflecting back to us. But he didn't reflect back our anger if we were angry or anything human or egoic if we were those. He always reflected back to us what our own higher self was reflecting back to us. So that if we were, let us say, uh, petty, 
He would look at us calmly and we'd know I'm being petty, I should change. Or we, if, we're, if we were acting angry, he'd look back not with anger, but with that reaction of our higher self to that anger, you don't need to be like this. Nothing is that important that you should get upset about it. And so being with him, you would get lessons even from the expression of his eyes, even from the way he moved, the way he sat, the way he talked. So what Arjuna is saying here, in an outward way, but it goes inward too. How, what is it like to see a man of God? And it's important because some people make lots of claims, but they don't justify those claims by their behavior. You can be fairly sure they don't, they don't, they don't merit those claims. So look at whom you seek to instruct you and in. is he what you would like to become yourself? If so, then listen. Study. Joy to you.